Kia ora, this is The Detail, I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. When you read the headlines and listen to the news, there's a lot of economic doom and gloom out there. A swath of gloomy global headlines appear to have further dampened consumers' outlook about the economy. Consumer confidence has been trending down. There's been a wave of bad news about the global economy and the domestic economy is also losing steam. Against that backdrop, households are feeling nervous and they're winding back their plans for spending. We've seen quite low business confidence uh, sort of come through persistently in surveys, and, and you can say, well, is this just a little bit of a whinge about the government? But um, what you really have to do is, is look at what firms are doing, not just what they're saying. And there is evidence that um, they are becoming more cautious about their expansion plans. But hang on, interest rates are at record lows. Building in new houses in Auckland is expected to grow by billions in the next five years. And unemployment rates are way down too. And the construction industry, outside some headline-grabbing collapses, is swimming along nicely and heading for record expansion. Hi. Anne Gibson is New Zealand Herald's property editor. She's been reporting on property for 45 years. So a walk in Auckland city centre is a lesson in the who's who and what's what of construction. Safari Group have just done that big hotel show. Named after when they looked out the window, they saw a safari Nissan in the car park. That's how the <laughs> company right. got. I love those sort of stories. Safari Group are like private developers, father and son and a few builders together. And... What they've done, it's really interesting, they've formed this relationship with Ramada Hotels throughout New Zealand. So we're standing here on the corner of Graham Street and Victoria Street. Yes. And in this small corner, we can see three cranes. I know, and here you've been able to see, like, up to five tower cranes, some of the biggest and heaviest in New Zealand, on the New Zealand International Convention Centre site alone, the Sky City Fletcher Building one. It's Which is one of the ones that we can see. Over to our left, kind of just behind Sky Tower. Yeah. What's that one going yeah. on over so there? Yeah, so that one over there, is, so you're looking at the Horizon Hotel. Yes. So Sky City did look at selling that, but decided instead to sell car parks and keep the Horizon Hotel, which is a five-star product built specifically for the convention centre which we can see the first crane of there Yes. and then convention centre will just be taking down their tower cranes now. They'll need to lift the big bridge across Hobson Street Yeah. and they call that Goliath and this is this huge glass structure that's going to link the existing Sky City to the NZICC so there'll be a pedestrian walkway up in the air over the top of Hobson and then I think what we're looking at there must be Sadish Jinjinwala's new Sedema Hotel. If we walked up here... Well, let's, let's we? we'll walk up yeah. Victoria Street. Okay. <laughs> Mind it's the funny traffic. With the <laughs> hey, it's a great topic, the construction sector, because, you know, 10% of the workforce is involved in construction and a $39 billion annual output at the moment, it's... It's really quite phenomenal, and just living in Auckland, you'd notice too, just the tremendous um, employment opportunities that are in the sector at the moment, training, apprenticeship, you know, a really big ongoing stream of work, and that's just so good for our New Zealand workforce to upskill and have this great level of productivity. It's running at record levels. There's never been anything like it in New Zealand Is that before. right? I mean, even yeah. just walking up here... Towards the city. Here's a big here's a big building here on our left. Oh well this is this is a real disaster. This is called Victopia. Now everything that could have gone wrong in a building has gone wrong in Victopia, including 
shedding a 40 kilogram panel and grinding Auckland to a halt. Auckland Mayor Phil Goff wants hard questions put to the owner of a central city building after a heavy cladding panel fell onto a busy street below. So that's an apartment building which has got massive uh, defects. X marks the spot of each problem panel. There was already work to replace them from the ground up. It just didn't come fast enough. The problems with the building were identified maybe four years ago, four or five years ago. This building has been the subject of uh, the claim. That claim worth more than $40 million. Unfortunately, it is being uh, funded by litigation, probably to some extent a lot of the owners will, having, will be having to pay for that. Very unfortunate that the Korean developer has left the country. Not that it can't be fixed, but just it will cost millions of dollars to fix, so that's why um, it's had to be evacuated. So people have had to leave that apartment building. And I get a lot of communication from people who live in there. It's a really unhappy building. You know, there are a lot of disputes and fights between the owners and the management and a lot of litigation. Should we walk across the road yes, here and up Thompson Street towards this? Yeah, and so now you can see sort of um, the edge of the convention centre. That's going to be those beautiful um, art panels by Sarah Wright. The idea there is to get a forest up on the sky around the convention centre. And I was really fortunate to be invited by Fletcher's and Scar City into the convention centre. And in fact, one of the builders said, oh, the panels are great. They went in really well. We only broke one. Imagine those hand-painted, beautiful glass panels to look like a forest and breaking one. But, you know, really tricky exercise, as you can see, to just get them up in the air. And then there's a big terracotta wall, which has had handmade tiles made for it by another artist. So the convention centre in Auckland is really going to be, uh, you know, a bit of living art. Because it's, it's been controversial oh, in yeah. a way, hasn't it? I well, mean. the controversy about the convention centre was over the fact that um, in order for Sky City to go ahead with it, it wanted to get its exclusive licence extended by the government, and it also wanted to extend the number of gaming machines. Now, what I'd say about that is in... Australia, all the convention centres were built by the state government. And here, $700 million investment by a company. You know, there was obviously a trade-off, you know. It had to be done, but that's right. There was a lot of criticism of it at the time. And, uh, you know, now it's nearly done and will be in there. And uh, Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin will be in there in a couple of years as well. If Donald Trump is still president, uh, we've got APEC coming to Auckland and there's no doubt that that convention centre has been built with APEC and big security in mind. So when I went in there, it was very intriguing because this part here that we're looking at off Nelson Street, the main entrance beside what was the old burly, actually a lingerie manufacturing building Oh, this here. old, build, lovely old this building is, here. This is Burley House. So, yeah, what happened here is that this is a heritage building, but um, unfortunately, due to our heritage laws, Sky City only had to retain the facade. So oh. we've really lost the integrity of it. This is what they call in the architectural sector facadism, which is pretty jolly awful. But anyway, that's the facade of the beautiful Burley House. And um, so beneath that is one of the main secure entranceways. So Sky City have got in there all sorts of fancy gear to be able to lock this all down, keep it secure, and bring in heads of state into that area. So they'll be driving in down convoys down Nelson Street. 
and going in there and there's massive turning areas for vehicles and separate lifts and lockdown areas and that's been built with a lot of security in mind. And of course for Fletcher's, which is the main builder of, of yeah. the uh, convention centre, it was a problem for them as well, wasn't it? A complete bloody disaster. Let's drill down into the country's biggest building company. It's reported a huge plunge in profit. Fletcher Building's profit slumped 80% because of losses and delays on two big projects, the Sky City Convention Centre in Auckland and the Justice Precinct in Christchurch. So when we looked at the accounts last year, a $703 million building had cost Fletcher's $800 million to build. And that's one of the problems with the construction sector, is builders signing contracts for amounts that they can't complete the buildings for. Fletcher Building built up a long pipeline of projects worth more than $3 billion. Some of those contracts were signed years ahead of time, leaving Fletcher's vulnerable to rising costs of materials, equipment and labour, and exposed to big financial penalties when things went wrong. Infrastructure New Zealand warns this isn't just a problem for Fletcher's, and its competitors are also vulnerable. Its chief executive, Stephen Selwood, says the way of constructing large buildings needs to change. The traditional procurement model has been to seek competitive bids, push them down to the least possible price, commit them to a fixed lump sum, and then circumstances change, capacity resources are slim. All of the risk of that has been transferred to the contractor, and you can see the sort of impact that it's had on Fletcher. Everyone says to me, hey, look, um, we're in a building boom. How can it be that builders make losses, go into liquidation and receivership, go under? Chris Hunter, actually, from NZ Strong, who said to me a couple of years ago, and the worst time for any builder is a boom because you've got massive cost escalation, you've got inflation in the sector, a sudden shortage of labour. Fletcher's Sir Ralph Norris says that in future, some construction projects simply won't attract a bidder at all. There's no doubt that all construction companies in New Zealand have had their margins compressed because of you know, the demand for resources, things like scaffolding or whatever. You look at any part of the construction industry and there's been a significant uplift in cost. If you price a piece of cedar at X a year ago and it goes up in price 20% in a year, when you go to buy it, how can you do the job for that amount? The best illustration that I can give of that is that the Fletcher chairman last year, when he was chairman, uh, Ralph Norris, said one of the reasons for nearly a billion dollars of losses in the Fletcher Building and Interiors Division was quantities of our estimates that were up to and more than 100% out. So that's the chairman of Fletcher Building saying to us, we relied on quantity surveyors to say how much it would cost to build something like this huge convention centre, and we were misled. Another factor was um, lack of communication between the workers at Fletcher and the board. So the chairman was saying the directors didn't know that things had got so out of hand on a job like this. And, um, you know, so we can't just hammer the quantities of those. But, you know, the intriguing thing about the construction sector, yeah. which you wrote about the other day, is that even though there's sort of this boom-bust thing going on, its sentiment is great. It's kind of defying those oh. pessimistic... Sentiment surveys. Oh, absolutely. What the really interesting thing about the sector is that 
in the media we report about the failures, but actually, you know, most of the time there aren't any failures. The failures are few, the failures are not many. The failures can be big, for example, Main Seal, 111 million, you know, the second biggest builder in New Zealand, so that grabs the headlines. But what we don't say, every time we write a story about Main Seal's massive failure and litigation against former Prime Minister Jenny Shipley and the others, is, um, you know, Mansons have got a Ford order workload of a billion dollars plus. We don't say that, you know, Fletcher's have got a $1.4 billion order book on at the moment. So it's when we get a failure, like the second biggest builder, mm. that that news dominates. Yeah. And really, um, it's giving a somewhat misleading impression of the entire sector, which is rocking along and at record levels and about to complete $42 billion worth of work in one year in the next couple of years. Most of it in Auckland? A lot of it in Auckland, but a lot of regional growth and a lot of infrastructure. And they talk about the mega projects, like the one we're standing outside, the convention centre, coming to an end. But then all the infrastructure work will come through. You know, that huge job, the city rail link, $4.4 billion, not due to finish until 2024. So the level of skill that we've got to retain in New Zealand, the project managers, the engineers, the quantity surveyors, the architects, you know, these really major uh, categories in the building sector, we've got to hold on to those people. We've got to keep those really skilled, well-trained people so we can carry on to the next level of building. So if the construction sector is so important to New Zealand right now and it's booming, it's doing so well and it's got a great future, why are these sentiment surveys so gloomy? Business confidence has further deteriorated, is at a decade low and now points to annual economic growth slowing to below 1% by the end of the year. Well, we tend, we think that they might be dominated by small business, not big business, and small business tends to be gloomy anyway. They're more on a knife edge, they're often less well capitalised. It is really defying gravity in many ways. You know, a lot of aspects of the New Zealand economy are doing very well. And the construction sector is a shining example of that. You know, mm. And thank God in New Zealand we seem to have finally figured out how to build some houses. Because the sentiment surveys are important, aren't they? What's really interesting about the sentiment surveys that we've found lately is we ran the big mood of the boardroom event uh, about three weeks ago. And what came through when we asked a lot of people in business what were their plans, what were they doing in terms of um, putting new capital into the business, were they still employing staff, what, what we found was that New Zealanders tend to be gloomy about aspects that are out of their control, like, say, Brexit and Donald Trump and, you know, what's going on internationally. And just yesterday... Ross Taylor, the chief executive of Fletcher Building, I asked him about the sentiment surveys and I said, look, you're just opening a new house-building factory. You don't seem to be very gloomy today. And he said, look, the sentiment is more to do with international instability and not to do with what's really going on in the New Zealand economy. His, his view was, you know, look, we've just invested... 15 million in um, a prefabricated house building factory. A $15 million revamp of the country's largest off-site home manufacturer opened in Auckland today, which will now be able to pump out 500 new homes a year. Fletcher Building unveiled the new facility in Witty this morning. And that's a significant um, move for Fletcher Building. 
and he didn't seem at all gloomy when I talked to him. Really? Even though Fletcher's right now, its balance sheets don't look that Well, good. Fletcher's is still making a lot of money and they did, under, under the new CEO, they developed a new five-year strategy to pull out of a lot of international businesses and really focus on Australasia and so actually they're doing pretty well at the moment and they've said that they'll go back into high-rise construction which is really good too. The interesting thing about the sector is the government's role. So the government has um, really said that they are not going to go for the, they talk about procurement methods which basically means how you buy stuff, right? They have some fancy terms, I'm just kind of boil it down to something really simple. The government yeah. says they won't go for the lowest price. Now what the sector says is the government can be the most difficult client of all. The sector says to me, if anyone screws the price of the job down, it's the government, you know, when it comes to schools or hospitals. So I'm sure that um, the people in um, the Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Education would have something to say about that. But it is interesting to hear it from the people who actually have to build those buildings, that they find it very difficult in terms of pricing for government jobs. The government's talked about reforming the Building Act 2004, so we're going to hear more about that over the next few months and maybe early next year. Kia ora, I'm Anna Butler, General Manager of Building System Performance at MB. I'm pleased to confirm the government has announced its first set of decisions on the proposed building reforms. Once the changes are in place, they could save New Zealanders up to $150 million over the next decade from fewer delays and fewer repairs to substandard work. Also in the news is that house prices are looking like they're going to cl start climbing again. Yeah. And so what does that all mean? I know that's not about construction, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. It puts more pressure on the sector when prices begin to rise. So in Auckland, we've had three years of really flat house prices. They've either been declining by 1% or 2% or, or staying, you know, staying the same, very, very flat. But, you know, out at the new um, opening of the Fletcher House Building factory yesterday, Phil Goff was really upbeat about house building in Auckland. You've been doing this for a long time. You have been writing about the construction sector for a long, long time. It's been 45 years? No. Yes. You sound very positive and optimistic. Oh, yeah. Look, I look around Auckland and I've never, I've been here 35 years, I've never seen Auckland like this before. This is phenomenal. I think a lot of people take it for granted. It's like the clouds in the sky. We just sort of never look up and go, wow. You know, when you think about the mega change that's going on in our city now, public transport, roading, infrastructure, shopping, restaurants, dining, conventions, it's quite, and housing, the most crucial thing of all housing. I can't believe when I look up to the skyline to see this number of cranes up in Auckland alone. You know, we, we're leading the world internationally in terms of high-rise crane numbers. And, you know, that shows confidence. Like some people would say, well, so what? But I would say, well, that's creating an enduring legacy. That will improve our lives. On the downside for construction right now, the Christchurch rebuild is coming to an end. But even then, Gibson sees an upside. The Christchurch rebuild was very stimulatory for the construction mm, sector. Mm. A disaster to people's lives, yeah. but insurance pouring in from overseas and fueling, all that really put a lot of growth in. And it brought a lot of migrants in. And those migrants, from what I can see, some of them are staying, some of them are moving to Queenstown and to Auckland and to Wellington. And 
they're all spread around so we're really fortunate that people have come from overseas see New Zealand as a good place to live and work and are very important in the construction industry you know the, the finishing trades for example are um, a lot of migrants in that area, you know, the big um, park hire down on the waterfront, bring in all the Chinese workers, yeah, yeah. and um, that's amazing to see that. We just didn't have enough very highly skilled finishing trades to go in and do all the tiling and the plastering and the painting and all the decorating that needed to be done to, you know, a $300 million product like So that. what you're saying is that these people that they have to bring in from overseas may not necessarily all go back home, oh God, some may they stay don't. on and I that they have don't. got these fantastic skills. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly and that's the detail. It's brought to you by newsroom.co.nz made possible by the RNZ NZ On Air Innovation Fund. Hit the subscribe button to stay across the detail every day and if you're on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners find us. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Veal and produced by Alexia Russell. Ka nui tēnei.